is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. And I'm very excited to present our guest today. Today we have Samantha X joining us. She's a journalist, sex worker, author, and entrepreneur with two best-selling books and a mentorship program. She's dedicated much of her career to encouraging women to feel empowered. Samantha, welcome to the podcast. That's a beautiful introduction. Thank you, Ash. Thank you, Mel. I really- Thanks for coming on. <laughs> you only get the good bits. That's great. Yes. Did we miss anything? Have no, you heard no. anything else in the podcast? Not, not for public knowledge, no. <laughs> and so, Sam, you've been really vocal about the sex industry and I'm sure there are a lot of things people get wrong, but what's sort of the main thing people get wrong about dating a sex worker? Um, well, I think it's incredibly hard for me personally to, to date when I'm when I currently still work. Yeah. Um, the, the misconception is that uh, we get emotionally attached to clients. Mm. Um, also, that our job is about sex. Um, our job is so much more than sex. We have there's so much about sex work that isn't about the actual act of sex. Um, you know, plenty of times I'll see a client and there's absolutely zero sex. Um, so I, I think people think dating a sex worker is going to be, you know, uh, dating someone who's going to be out bonking 24 hours a day. <laughs> it's really far from that. Um, so, yeah, I think those that's a main misconception. Um, I think another one is that we make loads of money and we're really rich because um, <laughs> <laughs> while we can charge a lot of money, um, we don't work. Well, I can only speak for myself. I don't work every day I don't even work every week so Mm. when I do work it's money to live on um you know a lot of sex workers I know buy houses and and, you know invest their money but they work hard and they work a lot for me I don't work as much at all so um I certainly am not rich (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's interesting you say that about sex work not always being about sex because we've actually had this theme coming up a lot with our episodes lately around, in general, sex not being just about intercourse and how we basically had an episode that went live a couple of eps before this one will have gone live. I love talking in like, it's like future Mel and past Mel. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically we talked to um, an endo sufferer who oh, yeah. was essentially talking about how sex can be painful and the ways around kind of having a healthy sexual um, experience without the pain of sexual intercourse. And then it was mm. really like, I think, I think it's been really opening our minds to kind of the way that we perceive sex in general and what people mm. get out of sex. And I think that's just a really interesting, mm. do you find that a lot of your clients are more interested in the whole, like other aspects of sex oh, and, yes. and sexual interaction? Mm. That's a really good point. Yes, the question is, the answer is yes. Um, mm. You know, my um, I charge a certain amount for one hour. A client's usually booked two to three hours and they think they're booking you for sex. Uh, but when they turn up, it just turns into one big therapy session. You know, I had a client the other day who um, I was seeing for two hours and honestly, he talked, we talked for close to two hours. Mm. And I actually said to him, you know, you can go see a therapist for a lot cheaper 
And he went, why would I go and see a counsellor? You know, it's almost like they they worry that they're going to be judged, um, which, of course, professionals um, aren't really able to judge if you're a counsellor, but um, they shouldn't do at least. But, uh, you know, I think that men men perceive sex workers, escorts to be... um, open-minded which we are non-judgmental which I mean everyone judges but we are mainly non-judgmental certainly when it comes to our clients um and I think when men feel relaxed and not as vulnerable then they open up so sex is not the biggest thing on their minds to be honest when they walk Mm. through isn't that interesting because a lot of the time when you go on dates sometimes they turn into counseling sessions and I don't know if that's because I'm a journalist and people you disarm people a little bit like I do That's sometimes right. wonder, do you think maybe your journalism skills have helped you <laughs> some people? Like so people just Absolutely. start telling you stuff and you're like, well, why are you telling me this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I think journalists know which questions to ask and they know how to listen. So yeah. many people these days don't listen. And, um, you know, I always have men say to me, I, why? I can't believe I'm saying this to you. And I think to myself, I can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is certainly a skill that I've learned as a journalist, but it's a skill that a lot of sex workers learn on the job as well. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I haven't had sex in so long. Um <laughs> Like, I really haven't. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't date. I got blocked from Bumble within 12 hours. Why? Why? <laughs> this is recently. I just got matched with this really hot guy because they they wrote to me, even though they verified my account, mm. they, and it's the first time I've done Bumble, and they said um, we've had several reports that this is a fake account. Oh. <laughs> they just locked me out. And I was like, I can't even get laid on Bumble, you know. They, is it like that they think that you're going to use it for work purposes or? No, I think people, I get these little fans that send me emails going, you've got an imposter. He's pretending oh, to be. I saw your oh, fake Instagram right. account. Like I need to warn you because right. I'm such a good friend and fan. And you're like, okay, friend. <laughs> well, usually I just write back saying, oh, my God, thank you. I'll let them know. And I just write I obviously just let I just delete my account thinking I'm not yeah. telling you it's really me. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't go on dates is the mm. answer. And I don't, you know, with my clients, you know, yes, some, most of the time there is sex. It's usually very fast and not why then there. You know, it's very quick. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a client the other day who lives, you know, across the harbour with beautiful views and I'm going back in a week or so because he wants to um cook for me <laughs> oh my god Bless I, I, know, I think where's the hot sex i just don't get the hot yeah. sex <laughs> but also like how funny if he cooks like the worst meal and you yeah. sit there and eat it and you're like it's right. like brain soup or something <laughs> he's like i've just always wanted someone to eat this brain soup yeah. from grandma's recipe <laughs> and no one's gonna eat it <laughs> no they couldn't pay me enough money to do that. <laughs> um but that's like do you miss dating or are you kind of like chill with how things are for you at the moment look I think we all want to be loved um included you know I mean I love comes in different shapes and forms you know I've got a beautiful family I've got a dog I've got Mm. good friends um but of course yes I would love to meet someone that um I'm attracted to that being the the key point here and um yeah of course and look I'm not going to do this job forever it's not something that's for me viable forever and and nor do I want to do this job forever but but for me at my stage of my life now it works for me I've got flexibility Mm. at home 
um, you know, I make enough money to, to live in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, which obviously I don't need to live in, but but it's where my community is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, no one else is paying my bills. So until I'm, you know, I, I've got a sort of an exit plan for the next few years, but, you know, I do also need to make money. Um, but, yeah, dating, I sort of feel if I do that now, it, it interrupt my plans a bit. But mm. you never know what's around the corner. If I met someone tomorrow... Um, who knows? But I would find, for me personally, I would find it hard dating and working. I know a lot of escorts that are married and work, mm-hmm. um, and their husband knows. But for me personally, I would find that hard. Because how can you separate it? I mean, the person who you're with needs to have a not a jealous bone in their body. I mean, right. a really open, communicative mm-hmm. relationship, but. It's really hard to separate, I'm sure. Right. I mean, it's like couples who have threesomes or go to swingers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, I guess it's safer because it's transactional intimacy. Mm. And it's, you know, I'm not saying it's completely emotionless, but you're not really in danger of falling in love with your client. Um, whereas if you have a threesome or go to swingers, you don't, you know, that's almost opening Pandora's box. Um, box being the operative word here. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah look I, I'm very jealous you know I remember ripping yeah. the sunglasses off a boyfriend's head and um bending them in two you know breaking them in two because he's staring at women but um you know I, I don't know if I could handle dating someone yeah. like me but you know I, I'm looking to give up and it would be nice to then move on with the next stage of my life isn't it and funny though? Oh, sorry. No, no, <laughs> I was go. Gonna say, isn't it funny though about the jealousy thing? How you know that you don't have emotional attachment to your clients, and this is just work. And it's like I feel a similar vibe to when you know when you go through a breakup, yeah, and then you just have like casual sex. And I've had it so many times where it's like this sex doesn't mean anything. It's just physical. It's just for fun. But then if you hear that your ex has gone and hooked up with anyone, you're like devastated. Yeah. You yeah. Take it per- and, you, and then I remember like, me and Ash have this amazing story of this ex that I had where she managed to do all this sleuthing for me, which we will never do again. I'm great on the out. internet. <laughs> <laughs> to find out that he was um, seeing somebody new in a casual sense. And I just took it like, it's not casual. It's Bad. real. They're getting married. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm so <laughs> devastated. Meanwhile, I was sleeping with some dodgy dude anyway. Yeah. It meant nothing to me. And it was just so funny that in my brain, I couldn't understand the concept of this other person having sex that wasn't born out of love or feelings or anything and was yeah. just physical or work, obviously, in your case. You yeah. Know, but then we almost have that sort of uh, complicated thing where we can't conceive that in somebody else's behaviour that we care about. Yes, totally. I totally so funny. agree. And I sort of semi-expect men to be really open-minded where I, I'm not jealous, whereas I'm a li- I don't think I could do it personally. But, you know, we're all different. Like I said, I know women in this industry that are married and have very happy yeah, marriages. Totally. You know, and I remember saying to one, I said, well, don't you fight? And yeah. Sure, we fight, but we fight about normal stuff. We don't fight the about the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah normal couple like, stuff. Yeah, compartmentalizing, yeah. I suppose, in a way. Yeah, and I think that there, are, yeah, there totally would be people that are, you know, able to get it. And then, do you ever find that men would 
perceive it like, oh, like, is there like a sexism in there of like, oh, women can't have sex that's unattached? You know how like there's always been that like historical thing that they talk about? Women fall in love as soon as Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, you've had sex with me. I have to run away because you're obviously going to want to marry me now. Yeah, yeah, we want babies with every Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know what men think. I think men, I think male escorts, it's okay. You know, but I think when you're a female escort, it's not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, male escorts really aren't called prostitutes, whereas female sex workers are. Mm. Um, I think. I think. Yeah. I just think it, that that kind of attitude is always going to be that. Uh, you know, now it, it's less. It's less so, but it's still there. So it's okay for men to do it. It's not okay for women to do it. Mm. But um. Yeah, I can't even remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was kind of answering it. It was the same yeah. okay. around, like, yeah. whether, like, people that you are interested in dating or people oh. that you're dating yes. would, would get that jealous streak because they yes, they you do. can't yeah. possibly separate your emotions yes. from sex. Well, I've dated men and they're okay with a job to begin with and then they're not okay with yeah. it. And, and, look, I got um, – uh, you know, it's funny you should say this because I um, – got a message on Instagram, as you do. This is my only dating app. And um, <laughs> some guy said, I just saw you in a cafe and um, chat, chat, chat. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? And he was really handsome. And we chat and I thought, oh, he's going to know what I do for work. And there goes that chance of a decent shag. Anyway, he said um, he used to date and live with an escort for two years. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You know, open-minded like an open-minded guy. man who, who's like nice looking, and um, yeah. So we had a big chat about that, and I said, "Did you get jealous?" He went, "No." He said, "But I got sick of having to sleep with all her friends because she wanted him to sleep. You know, they all had, you know, she always wanted threes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, said no straight man ever. Right? I, know, I was like, just like, in what world? Yeah, in what world? Exactly. Like, I'm sick of sleeping with all these supermodel-looking women. Get yeah, out! Yeah, and I just thought, you know, if people are just if people heard this from men, they just wouldn't believe it. But yeah, you get to see a different side of men in this industry, mm. yeah. and that as well would be, uh, I guess, you'd almost having you're having sex for work and you're having sex for you are totally different sexual experiences right like how yeah yeah, like when you're like I haven't had sex in ages you mean like I haven't had sex as me in ages like I've had sex as work me sure but I want to have sex sex yeah yeah exactly um look some of my clients I, I I I love because I've known them for years and I really love them um and I'm very close with them, but you know, it's it's still that transaction there. Mm. Um, but you know, it's funny because in my professional life, I, I, I you can't as an escort, someone's physical appearance is almost invisible. You don't even see it, to be honest. Mm. Whereas in my real life, I am so fussy. Like the, small, <laughs> the smallest thing will put me off. Um, you know, you, you know, their tooth or. Um, <laughs> Their shoelaces. I, yeah, or the fact that I saw one hair out of their ear, you know, like. Oh, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> oh, more, small things will put me off. But then in my professional life, I don't, you know, I, I've had sex with men with no arms, you know, and it just doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. But um, not to say that, you know, anyway, PC. I know what you mean, though. Like you know, you're saying, you know, like you, if yeah. you switch off, there's no yeah. judgment or no judgment. you're judging people in your own life, you're just judging based off what you are attracted yes, to. But that that's doesn't right. play in work. That's right. That's 100% right. So, um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's complex. And so, yeah, it's quite, <laughs> therefore I haven't had sex in ages. <laughs> I remember reading that, though, in your first book where you were saying about, like, your, you dread when if you were booked by a young footballer kind of guy because it was not it was terrible in comparison to someone who was like an older nice gentleman yeah so the young hot ones are the trouble that you'd have well if any if any young hot men are, what, are listening to this I, yeah. I don't really mean that <laughs> that was and- that was put in by the publishers I didn't write that. If there's any young hot footballers listening, this is my phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, beggars can't be choosers these days. I'll take anybody. um, (laughs) Yes, no, client wise, um, young, good looking ones tend to be the worst clients because they're like, oh, you should be paying me. Or, yeah, I get nervous. Um, You know, I get a bit nervous that I'm, because I'm, you know, the wrong side of 45 and they you know like I just get a bit even though young men love older women a lot of young men love older women I still feel a little bit self-conscious but um I get over that pretty quickly yeah (laughs) but in my real life you know it's just it's they're so different you know my my my, um my lives are so different so that's so funny that you said oh sorry you go you go you go go (laughs) around No, I was just literally, this is the dumbest comment anyway. So Ash is going to be like, why are you talking? (laughs) But I was going to say, you know how you were saying about like one rogue hair in the ear or something? Yeah. I'm literally like, (laughs) I'm like the opposite. And I'm like, oh my God, you have blackheads on your back. Let me squeeze them. Oh no. What? What is the time? No, this is my favorite thing to do with boyfriends. And I have to always pick the time in a relationship where I'm allowed to introduce. Yes. Like me being like, you know, like it's like the chimpanzees at the zoo and they like yeah, clean yeah, each yeah, other yeah. And, and that's like you always see them cleaning each other's backs and whatever. I feel like yeah. I must have that in me somewhere. I am shaking my head, listeners. <laughs> I do not. This podcast does not condone that behavior. We've gone rogue. No. We've, no. Mel, has, Mel has gone rogue. I am going to have people in the Facebook group and on Instagram backing me on this. There's yeah. nothing better than being able to squeeze blackheads on the back of a dude. Nothing bad. Maybe you should offer that as a service. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should. Yeah. This make some money, Mel. Perfect work for me. <laughs> yep. Maybe I, I mean, I'd have a great time. Clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll Cash think in. about it. I'll, I'm actually going to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like that. I, but I get that, though, because I we often talk about the it as well, which is this kind of, like, concept that came up on the internet from an old site called Babe that doesn't exist anymore. And um, it's basically that, like, repulsion that you can sometimes get because of something really insignificant or, like, small. But I do think that, like, you know, you can't control that feeling in, in a way. Like, if you have it, you have it. And especially early on, it's really hard to, like, go, oh, no, I'm being silly, I'm going to keep going with this if you don't yes. have that initial attraction. Yeah, attraction is really important. I, I, you know, and, and I think that that can grow certainly. And mm-hmm. I think as time passes, your your relationship evolves into something deeper. But um, to begin with, I, I personally feel you need chemistry. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. have to be aesthetically perfect. I'm certainly mm-hmm. not. But they have to, you know, you have to have that chemistry with, with yeah. someone. For me, agree. How hard is it to fake that chemistry? attraction it's not chemistry Mm. you're faking really and you're not even faking it I guess to some degree you're happy to be there because yeah I am happy to be there yeah you're happy to be there you're working yeah I'm working I'm making money I'm enjoying myself you know the clients are really lovely um I don't know I just I just become Samantha 
you know, it's yeah. just, it's just, right. a, I'm a, I'm, well, I am the same personality in the room. I'm just, you know, I'm a character as well. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because in my real life, um, I'm not, I'm probably not as confident. Whereas mm. as soon as I'm Samantha, I just change persona. Not pers- not inherently my values and, and, or uh, my personality. I'm still really funny. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you know, you, there's a bit of a, not a barricade, but you protect yourself a little bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So physically and in, in, with intimacy, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big faker, but there's certainly an element of being someone else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, not letting do clients expect that. Like, do they sort of expect you to treat them like they are the hottest person ever? Is that what they're kind no. of coming for? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think that would assume men are st- men are all stupid and they're not. Um, <laughs> if if anything, they they're more nervous that yeah. they're not going to be able to pleasure you, or that you're bored, or that you're faking it. You know, um, they don't tend to like that kind of stuff, and they and they're not stupid. They can pick up on it. Yeah. And that's interesting as well with the chemistry side of things because you've been sober for some time now. So yeah. I guess it's easy to turn it on even as just a human in the world at a party. I can turn it on a lot easier after a few champers. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be like that. Um, but now I'm sober. I, I'm actually a better escort. I'm more present. Really? I'm more grounded. I'm not, you know, blah. and you need yeah. to have your wits about you. You know, you need to be. You need to have your wits about you, yeah. you know, constantly. So, um, yeah, it's um, sobriety works for me. Of course, other women have a few drinks and that's, you know, fine for them. When I had a few drinks, it wasn't just a few drinks, you know, and I would sum up with some clients I was getting drunk and that's just not a good place to be. It's not a good look yeah. and it's not a good, not a good thing for me. Well, we don't get drunk at work. I just don't drink half a bottle yeah. of bubbles for the morning, <laughs> Monday morning whip. It's what? the same thing, yeah. like yeah. working. And that's the thing I guess people forget just because, and I always think that about people who work hospital, they work in a bar. It's like, you're still working. Like just because you work yeah. while other people have fun doesn't mean it's any less work and more fun exactly. to work. Exactly. And because, you know, escorting um, is a, is very intimate and, mm. Um, you know, you are meeting a stranger, it, a strange man. It's, it, I think it's imperative for you to have your wits about you. Yeah, totally. You know, just in case, because I always say to women in this industry who want to, to join this industry, you've got, you know, they always ask me, how, how is it safe? And I always say the only thing, the main thing you have to protect you is your gut instinct. And if you're drunk, mm-hmm. that you, you can't hear, mm-hmm. you can't feel your gut instinct. That, in my case, anyway. But then I suppose like, and that's what's interesting. And I think this is the general conversation around sobriety, which has also been coming up heaps on the podcast lately. And yeah. I think that's because we're all thinking about it. Like I've been having so many conversations about like going off alcohol and stuff. And I, we, what was I going to say? Yes. So I feel like there would be a lot of women, like, and I do this, I'll use alcohol to calm nerves, to feel more confident. Like Ash was saying, like a couple of champers and you can switch it on and you've just got that extra, like, I guess it's like Dutch courage is what they call it. Mm. But then did you find then going sober, Did were you more nervous? Did you have to overcome like a nervous? Yes. I, I, yeah, I definitely felt that um, I was going to hate my job yeah my job um you know that I wouldn't be able to be with clients that I wouldn't be able to 
be physical and intimate with clients, mm. but I actually prefer it. I actually, I actually really enjoy it a lot more now, sober. Um, and I kind of wish I was so I'd been sober for longer. Um, mm. I probably would have saved more money, number one, <laughs> and been more sensible. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's not easy being sober in this job when when mm. wine and and all sorts of offered to you. But you know, it's it's funny because since I've been sober, I've realised the clients don't drink either. I've you know, I give them water. They ask for water. They don't mm. want to get smashed. You know, they're paying a lot of money to be there. They want to remember it, right? And enjoy yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I find funny is that that I've said my story so many times, and mm. I talk yeah. about the issue. But people are so fascinated still. And I felt when I announced I was sober, I I found more people more fascinated with the fact I was sober yep. than. Than escorting, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's wild. I, I know. Like, I think like sex generally... work's interesting because we don't do it. We know alcohol, but yeah, no, because exactly. I think we don't know sobriety. This is the thing. Yeah, like, oh. what when Australians are so dependent on alcohol in different ways, and whether it's not necessarily alcoholism, it's like we this culture. Like God, like don't you yes. feel like like I feel like what I have found in dating a lot is that mm. drinking is such a part of dating. And this is kind of we talked to um, Flex Money mm. in our first episode this season around this, like just going on dates, it's like expected that you're going to get wine or beers and that you'll get drunk. Like that's the expectation mm. for a lot of dates. So to go and have mm. like no drinks and to be sober mm. and to just sit with the feelings of nervousness and awkwardness and mm. just get over them without the ne- the like help of alcohol mm. is really fascinating, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, it's hard. Look, I won't say it's easy. It's hard. I went to a function the other day and nothing to do with work. And I walked, I didn't know a soul. I was by myself mm-hmm. and I walked into the room and there were so many people there. Mm-hmm. They were all in groups. Obviously, a lot of them oh. knew each other. And I just thought, oh my God. And I had one of those tickets where they give you a free drink. So I went up to the bar and I just said, can I have a water, please? And I was like, don't order alcohol. Don't yeah. order it. Yeah. And I didn't. And I and I and I drank water and I was fine I had a great night but it's those kind of situations but it's all an illusion because you think alcohol is going to help and I was holding a champagne glass with water in it and once I've spoken to a few people no one cares what's in your, your drink no no one's um, looking no one no one cares exactly um um and I, and I you know I woke up in the morning and, and I was like glad oh, I didn't drink yeah I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't drink glad I don't have a hangover um so yeah I think I think when people when I realised the health benefits of not drinking, you know, from the physical appearance to, to inside out, but inside, I just I can't go back to that life again. Mm. Yeah, those before and afters you posted on Instagram, uh, it shows like, oh my God. man, injectables can only do so much, right? Like with the Botox, oh it's just like you look so bright and bushy-tailed when you're not drinking. It's crazy. Thank you. I also have yeah. a good ser- serum, but thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, we are all ex-beauty editors. Yeah, exactly. So I miss, we know, I miss those yeah. products. <laughs> yeah, we miss those products, but at least now we know what to spend our money on. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's right. So it has been such a pleasure having you oh, on the podcast thank you it's Thanks been really so lovely to chat to you thank you for being Generally so open-minded good. and uh interested still and in my where, story <laughs> where can our listeners find you if they want to okay so uh we we have a website samanthaxafterdark.com.au where we sell lingerie sex toys um male escorts oh, hey, hey ladies <laughs> <laughs> so that's samanthaxafterdark.com.au 
Awesome. And if anyone does take up those services, we would love to hear about it because Oh my God. Yeah. Coming, yeah, we would we'd love to hear about that. I want to know what the male escorts are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you doing a recce on the, um, yes, on the yes. boys. You're like, are they are they up to scratch for the ladies? Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. so much. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, guys.